do it. Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast. We've got the three of us together. We talk about, we dissect a few things actually. We talk about the Giro, go deep into the weather, we go deep into DS, DS. battles again. George runs, talks about his recent training camp from preparation for Tour of Switzerland and potentially the Tour de France. Where's Pog Dog at? He's ready to go by the sounds of things. What else do we talk about? We didn't even talk about that. We've just not really. chewed that in. Yeah, you just you, we literally didn't talk about that. No, true. <laughs> we, yeah, we definitely did talk about DS Biffo. You almost come to blows with a former teammate. Why don't we let them find out what we talked about? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Know. This, is, uh, this is always cracks surprised. me about this intro. It's like, oh, let's tell them. Hey, do they? Listen. You hate they can just listen. We talked about cycling. We For talked once. about a heavily focused cycling show and the use of the word fuck. Like, share, subscribe. Let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mm. Front kick. Just getting pulled in the chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think we should. Will you Who shut is up, man? Listen? That escalated quickly. Oh, We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it how that, like, we're just, me and George are, like, midway through a conversation. Like, so what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. And then George just hits the intro. They're like, oh, okay. I guess we'll just, okay. guess we'll just see oh. what happens. Yeah, but they're the best shows, mate. The best shows are the ones we don't plan, which is pretty much every show. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good to have George back because we tried one at, during the Giro with Ify. Like, we had a crack. But right. just, you could tell Sam was mid-race. He was thinking about... Oh, fuck, I've got to do another spreadsheet or race tactics. or Whereas now he can relax, you know? He's mm. in social distance mode. His, yeah. his, his head was definitely on another becoming another YouTube sensation with motivational yeah. speeches. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I saw, this, I saw this motivational speech. I think a lot of people did. And I went, like, real, like, warning signs started flashing in my head. And I just got this, like, fear that this was going to turn into another one of the cooking video things. Where you know he gets a sniff of fame from from one video, and it just becomes his, it builds his identity around like being a motivational speaker in the car. Yeah, I oh. did you try a couple more, and they just didn't take. Like, what? How did it go after that? Nah, um, I didn't even like a sort of a, all a bit of a blur that. But then I can't remember what happened. Oh no, I'll tell you what happened. The next time I was on the radio behind the breakaway, I forgot to turn the GoPro on. <laughs> um, did you so, ever get have to say something real bad that you had to turn the GoPro off? Like I remember, right. like finishing, I was like, "Oh, I said some good stuff there," and they're like, "Oh yeah, sweet," and they're like, "Went in," and they're like, "I was like, oh fuck, I forgot to turn it on." Why do you used to do that all the time? <laughs> all the, but the time. worst thing was like, I what, said turn it the... on or turn it off. Turn, turn it off. off, like I wouldn't have any footage because he was about to say something real sinister. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, periods of the race, you go, oh, I'll turn that off because I'm going to give such and such a spray or whatever. And then you forget to turn it back on. Yeah, um, well, I didn't I didn't worry about that because I was also like our video dude, Craig, he's the man. Uh, I was like, he's not going to stitch me up. So he's not going to throw anything out there that shouldn't be out there. But like I even said to him, I was like, mate, you've got a message. Send me a message. So like, because I got, had my like gum watch on. So like I'd see the notification, like turn, turn the GoPro on. So like you've got mm. to send those and like even send me a reminder five minutes later because like mm. <clears throat> don't be afraid to like remind me because i'll forget so he did it and then i was like okay gopro and then like i was like oh it's not the time yet 
it's like in about 5k we start this climb like that'd be a good time so i waited sent them a reminder turned the gopro i'm like oh it's what we're 1k from the climb forgot oh. wait but is, is the gopro still are they still running pretty limited life yeah i think so i think they just want yeah but yeah they must do. you can get charges like i when i did parry bay i had seven hours of gopro vision you hmm. you run a charger from the cigarette lighter. Oh, who is this bloke? Amateur. Well, maybe it is maybe, good maybe to have a guy that you can trust. Some work. Yeah, yeah. I, it is good to have a video guy you can trust. I remember I once did an interview with my team, my team um, like video guy. reporter, you know, videographer, you know, mm. and then was just like completely cooked after the stage and was guys that I'd been around for three weeks at this point and like with my mates I was kind of having a laugh with them said something very like how you going that was at the land that one? you would never expect to see the light of day next minute I wake on Twitter and I'm just getting fucking abused from all sides <laughs> you gotta be because, careful because the, the, the team manager had gone oh that was funny yeah, it was funny between friends. You know, it's not funny on the internet. It's not funny that let's put that out to how many million people. And also, like, it yeah. wasn't sinister. It was like it just came out, and then like you kind of yeah, said exactly. it, and then you laugh. Like you're like, oh, I can see how people. You sort of laugh in, in response to like, that's not what I meant, but I can see immediately how yeah. people will take it that way. But then exactly, yeah, not sinister. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like laughing. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously, don't put that in because that will be perceived badly. Yeah. And oh, then, and then it. they've gone. Oh, content. Yeah. Oh. I remember the age on the, the zero years, like, hiding on the start line from reporters. <laughs> You're like a bodyguard. <laughs> it's it's funny how like you you only you've got enough issues in a race, right? And then the last thing, this happens to me a little bit sometimes, and you can see why it's forced people down into seclusion, some people, because like you've got enough going on, stress of the race, results, whatever. And then, you know, you're just like lying awake at night and then there's something you said in an interview and you go, oh, fuck, you know, like how's that going to be taken? You know, just like mm. suddenly it just hits you at 3 a.m. and you're just going, oh, no. Imagine that line out of context. Do you reckon this podcast, like, has given us more freedom? Because, like, because, like, people who watch the show will realize that, like, we aren't sinister people, but we just like to, you know, like, mm. always relax with what we say. But you can, you like, you know that we're not sinister, so, like, you can do a little bit more on the medium to be like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, but he, the that's boys. George, you know, you know, it's just the mm. boys. I just, you know, a few racial slurs. Yeah, yeah just the yeah. less. <laughs> i tell you what's giving me the shits is when they do plug the podcast on the Eurosport, like um, Andy Guerin sent me a grab and he goes, there's Sam Bewley in the car again. Uh, he's podcaster now with uh, George Bennett and the social distance. And then they move on. And I'm yeah. like, I oh, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> like the, the third wheel. You're yeah, like I a spy like of the show, seen... and they still just don't mention you. <laughs> like the show wouldn't even exist without you. Uh, like, yeah, if this it. was, if this was it's the like... Sam and George Bennett podcast, this would have oh, died no. in the fucking water three years ago. 
<laughs> we tried yeah, that. I, yeah, I know, but I like I've got to accept that. Like you guys are the stars. Like you know, I'm just here every now and then to when you you know want to talk about what we're going to talk about. Press the intro. It's those little one percent rolls. And talk about ruining ten thousand dollars of toothpaste on your first day at the job. Yeah. Well, I did. I did buy something. You know, I always talk about going down rabbit holes on, you know, YouTube, and I get these ads on um, Facebook all the time. Like it's always listening, and then it structures ads going. Oh, I know what Jamie oh. wants. Shit that he doesn't need. But if we say it's forty percent off, he'll get it. This is my latest one, boys. It's called a taxi. It's like a a hoodie with trackies, but it's all one. Like it's <laughs> mate. What is that? <laughs> It's a taxi. What it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. You're wearing it's... a one piece. That no, look... so... You're seriously wearing the bib short, the cycling bib short. It's a it's a onesie that looks like a twosie. So I you have... get claustrophobic in that? No, it's great. But how do you get in? So. Why don't you need to go for a piss? You gotta you gotta zip through like you've got to climb into it this way. And then it and then it zips up like you once right. you're in, you're in. So What's you the need... advantage? I have a problem where my crack would randomly appear like, you know, I go down to do, do up shoes or whatever. I don't have that anymore. And I don't get that draft. Like, it's just comfortable. Hello. Yeah. Talk amongst yourself. Hola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like George the old like. classic George mid, mid-show phone call where he goes, oh, no, you keep going. Like, just move on. <laughs> no, like, but you don't get the drip. <laughs> He's yeah. pressed for time. He's like, boys, I've only got 40 minutes, 45 minutes. But I'll just answer a call like midway through the show. This yeah. has happened before and it wasn't received well. This is the end. Yeah, it's, it's the end. But um, nah, the, the best thing about this, you think mentally that's not going to work. Why do you need a one piece? I don't know what it is, but it's so much more comfortable. Lounging around the house. Material's great. They're not a sponsor of the show, so this is a legitimate um, review. Fuck no, they will um, never be a sponsor of the show. There's no way I'll endorse. I, I mean, I've sunk to some pretty low levels, but I'm not endorsing something like that. Well, you haven't tried one yet. I think <laughs> if you tried one on, you might be different. You like sloth and bills. I've seen your fashion sense in Girona. You, you'd love these the targeted ads. Targets. I've just, I've just missed whatever you've been talking about. But these targeted ads the other day popped up a real weird one we were talking about uh a, i was at training camp and we were talking about a guy that had lost the plot a little bit and and and, and one off season you know went down the you know he's in an alcohol based region he, you know, he started getting out of control his life's getting worse and out of control and then for the next sort of like 10 days i just got targeted rehab ads did you? Because we had a convers yeah, yeah. Because we had a conversation about a bloke that had that had gone down really? the hole in the on the Alki. Yeah, crazy, eh? I, I said to someone the other day, I was thinking about like getting a dog, uh, like a miniature sausage dog, and then I thought about it. I thought, ah, nah, better not. And I'm still like I'm 41, but I'm still worried about getting a grilling for my parents. Like, ah, oh, they'd mm. probably be, you know, not angry, but just disappointed because dogs are like a lot of work and. And then, yeah, I start getting all these ads for miniature dash hounds and videos of miniature dash hounds. So you bought one? Yeah, I'll pick it up next week. <laughs> Get it in a onesie? Get a little taxi? <laughs> yeah, How was training no, camp, George? 
Uh, cold. What's happened? It's everywhere. Yeah. I went to Sierra Nevada for heat training. Cold. It's and bad, eh? I felt, felt powerless to complain because of the Giro, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that looked that looked really horrible. It was interesting watching the Giro, eh? Because, like, do you know what's cracking me a little bit about the Giro? Was, I don't know what's changed on Twitter, but something's changed in the last, I don't know, maybe month, two months, three months, something like this, where I now don't have just who I'm following. It's all this suggested mm. for you that's always coming up you know it's always and the problem with that is what people think that i want to see is a bunch of fucking nufties complaining about how shit the Giro is mm. and i thought the Giro was just like like what what do they want it was so cold it was so grim how do they what are, what what are they yeah. thinking yeah and like it was the race changed so much when rimco went home as well like all of all of a sudden, it was just like this dude who was probably going to attack the living daylights out of every single time it went uphill, even if it didn't make sense, to guys that are a little bit, you know, like two two teams that are heavily calculated in what they're doing. Like mm. Jumbo, like they knew like Roglic just needed one day, you mm. know, and he was going to try it all on one day. It was either going to work or it wasn't. And like, and, and yeah, and the weather was like, it was... It was cold, man. It was so wet and cold. But like, aside from that, it's like it's been a long time since we've seen a Grand Tour where almost every single breakaway was successful. Like, mm. which actually so... made it good for like a lot of people. It's just a two, different, two different type of race. People were winning races. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like okay, it's not the GC guys going head to head every single day, but it's still a, it's still exciting racing, just in a different format. I had to laugh at but like, um, G. When when they said to G like oh you know old pros are, uh, you know criticizing the riders for basically not racing hard enough right, and and G obviously famously just replying that oh you know they did a lot of things back then that we don't do now you know yeah and okay I I agree you can't just say on one hand I can't you can't just go oh well some of you guys took drugs so you don't have a valid opinion you know I think that you can't just write that off but you could see like. He was fucking frustrated by like how much criticism these guys, how much criticism the people who hadn't participated in modern cycling, who don't realize like, you know, back then, yeah, maybe you would have raced in the cold, whatever, when they, it was about when they, they shortened the stage, actually. It was like, yeah, you guys aren't, don't, aren't prepared to race in the cold weather. And he said, well, you know, we're not doing what they used to do. But yeah, it is dangerous to write off everyone's opinion because some of their peers obviously were on the gear back in the day. But what the other thing that I really like fucks me off is when old generation or people who haven't been part of cycling don't realize like how much harder the sport is in terms of not just like how it's raced, but like, yeah, back then it wasn't also six months on the road with, with you know, three different altitude mm -hmm. camps here for one race it wasn't weighing your food every day it wasn't skim folds every day it wasn't lactate every day it wasn't like the pressures of cycling today did not exist in the same way it was like yep eat some pasta go to the first race of the year you shit ass you sort of ride your way into form you're not out doing like everyday vo2 efforts you're not out and it's just like so don't try and say that the people at the Giro weren't as hard as the people. You're not winning hard enough or they're not riding hard enough as the people that used to ride. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, also like in the 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 breakaways were winning because for for a couple of reasons. Like, well, the weather plays a part in it. Secondly, the Derek G was in the mall and he's the world's strongest man. And is thirdly, he actually ridiculous? I I, I honestly no no I'd never ever heard of this bloke. And then I was yeah, how like, many breaks did he go in in the end? <laughs> All of them. He was like, he was fourth. No, he he was second four times, fourth one time, fifth one time, and yeah, that was. I think it was yeah, so six breakaways. But also second in every classification except the overall. No? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, second in the sprints, second in the mountains classification, second in some other classification they have. The Giro, they don't have any other thing, any other race in the world. Oh, is TV, this, this is a TV real bizarre classification. classification. It's weird. Yeah, it's we like, were, mate. Like, so it was so weird. Like, I still don't understand this classification. So we, Derek was was going to win it for what we thought. So like, there's like two sprints every day in a stage. One's uh, the first sprint every day is for the Chinclamina, like the the sprint jersey, like the green jersey in Tour de France. And then there's also points for that at the finish line, of course. And then the second intermediate sprint doesn't, we were all led to believe, doesn't have points for the sprint classification jersey. It's, an, it's a separate sprint classification that's called the TV sprint. And that's like a, a classification that you can win that essentially is just put on by a sponsor. So all it is is prize money. Like You don't get UCI points or anything like that, but it's just a separate classification that only exists in the Giro. But also on that intermediate sprint, you could get bonus seconds. So, which you could on the first one. So anyway, we got to stage 20, no, stage 19, sorry, the last road stage when Derek got second to Butrago. And he was five points behind Tom Schoons in the TV sprint award. Then he crossed, he, so we're like, oh, you might as well grab it, you know. It's the last one of the race, basically, with the exception of one in Rome. So he won that. So then he went to five points ahead. And then we were like, ah. Oh, Okay, so now there's one in Rome. He can still lose this to Tom Schoons if Tom Schoons just goes for it or whatever. So we're like, fuck, we'll just go for it as well. Or like, there's still, but there was time bonuses on that sprint. And there was like two seconds between fifth place, no, between Eddie Dunbar in seventh place and the guy from DSM in eighth place. There was like one second. So we're like, oh, they'll sprint for it as well. So it's going to be hard but for Schoons to win it. Was the break away? The break was away and Schoons was in it. So that was a separate issue. But like, <laughs> we were. That up there. But then when we, but then, but then when we got, well, we didn't really care about it that much. So then we got to the st- the start line, yeah, and we got the, the break. We got the start, <laughs> the start of the um... hindsight. Eh? Oh, we didn't really care. We didn't want to win. No, uh, nah. you can have it. You can fucking have it. So then we got to the we got to the start line of the last stage, and we saw that on the communique, and Derek had an eleven point lead, and we're like, oh, he can't lose it. He's got an eleven point lead, and there's only ten points available. So we were like, oh, he's, he's thought, so, sort of. So then we started and we're like halfway through the neutral. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, but how, how has he got, now got an 11-point lead? Like he only had a five-point lead and there's only been a time trial since. And we're like, no one took points there. Like sure, Derek didn't take points there. And then we started working it out. And we're like, fuck, they've actually added in the all the points from the first intermediate sprint of the day, which they hadn't done for the race up until that point. So we're like, fuck is it two that count now so we're like on the phone to the commissaire like driving to rome like in their stage like how the fuck's this classification work and the comms like 
no, it's just the second sprint. Like, we're like, well, how's he got an 11 point lead then? He only had five. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck, I don't know either, really. Like, <laughs> so that, and then another guy calls, he's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, that's nah, two sprints. And then another guy, we're, and we were just like, me and Oscar the other day, so like, oh, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. And then Tom Screens went in the break and then won it. And we were like, what the fuck's going on here? It's quite oh. confusing. But he got second in that I as well. I watching UCN grapple with that every day. That'd be like, all right, just to reconfirm to the viewers, all right, and then because this presentation, and then they'd be like, uh, sorry, just a correction. Um, <laughs> it's confusing, man. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> How are you going with the um, being interviewed in that now, Bills? They, they'd love it because you're one of the DSs that just tells it how it is. I think I, it makes a difference uh, when you're in. I think it makes a difference when you're a native English speaker as well. Mm. Like for for an English, for like Eurosport that's broadcasting in the UK, like it makes sense to have a native English speaker. Not that the other sports directors don't speak good English, but it's, I think it makes a difference. I don't know. But but as we've seen, like the, the, the Europeans, particularly the Belgians and Dutchies, don't know when it's inappropriate to drop F-bombs live on TV. <laughs> but they do it all the time. So there'd all be, always be that element of like, oh, keep it clean. And then they'd always say like, oh, we went fucking full gas, eh? <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. Peter, we- Peter Weening. Wean dog. But I'm, yeah. I I had this conversation with um, um, uh, communications media boss. And I, was, and I was saying to her, I was like, because when they put that clip up, the team put that clip up of me in the car, they were a bit, well, I don't know if they were concerned, but they were like interested to see the reaction to the swearing. And there wasn't any, like it was it was a positive reaction to that video. And I said to her, I was like, but surely now, within reason, the word fuck has become more globally accepted across the board. Like, I, I think Depends that it's a word that... Depends on how you say. Yeah, it's a isn't it? But passion fucks are fine. Aggressive fucks are red flags. Like if it's a passionate so fucker, say, oh, come a... on. He can't say you fucking wanker. No. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. I feel like we're probably just. <laughs> just I, think, yeah. I think we've covered but this I before on the show. It's globally yeah. accepted. Like I think that it's more. Yeah, I think you're right. Do you know what I enjoyed though about this? Going back to this video, was so people probably like we've based a lot of chat around this video. It's a video of you. Telling a guy not to be a nice, not 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 to roll out, roll with the two other guys that were going to win the race. So three of them in front. You're basically saying you don't have to be a nice guy for seven k's of your life. Or, uh, sit on the wheel, sit on the wheel. And they're obviously abusing him, and he's like, "Nah." You, and you're saying to him, "You've got to be an asshole. Just don't work with these blokes. It's your only chance." And I loved it. it was like a really well articulated motivational bit. And then all that comes out on the TV from Sebastian Berwick, the guy that you were talking to, is, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> oh, is that what... <laughs> so good, eh? Oh, so I haven't seen it. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that on the coverage, but I haven't seen the context of Bill's in his ear. That's great. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I, like, seen it? I put two and two together. No. I'm assuming that that's how, that's how he communicated to them what you were saying. Yeah. Like, it was well-articulated yeah, any given Thursday speech. And then all on TV, I hear this as the camera bike got too close. I ain't doing shit. Yeah, that, that flew so up good. here in Australia. Because everyone's going, what a legend. Tells it as he sees it. When really, full credit goes to Samuel. Bulai. Yeah. Nah, full credit goes to Sid. Because it's easy to say from a car. But it's fucking hard in practice. 
Like because no, it's not. I love one. sitting on people, and but then it's they still fired because like you're still the one. You're still the guy who's in the firing line, and who's the one who's copping the. Yeah, yeah, he cop wasn't copping yeah. abuse because, like I know, I know Tom's, and he wouldn't abuse. He, I genuinely think those two guys would have understood the situation. Like, why would he ride? You know, but at the same time, of course, they're always going. They're, everybody in, in a situation like that is going to say like do a turn do it like why aren't you fucking riding yeah yeah. and like oh yeah i'd so i try to bully him into riding i would call him like yeah of course this is when you that's, that's when the... you like get this is if a Giro stage is on the line and in that situation you would probably dig pretty deep and be like oh cow what a coward not to ride you know what i mean if you were the and, and if i was on the shoes on the other foot i would say I would never ever ride with you to help you. You know what I mean? It can get quite heated, you know, if it was like And like tactically it was the it was the right thing to do because and, and those other two oh, guys absolutely. and Tom Schoons, they knew they know that. So they're not going to get their nose out of joint. But of course, like you say, the other the other the flip side of that strategy is their strategy is to try to get everybody to ride to weaken the bunch, weaken mm. the, the, the trio. Of course, that's how a bike racing is, but there's nobody coming from behind. So No. If, if you I know, I, I had a lot of unwritten, a lot of unwritten text messages to you that I wanted to give um, tactical advice, and I never sent them because I was always like, I was like writing them like, oh my, uh, and I was like, he's watching TV as well, you know, like, yeah. but like, because one of the things I wanted to like say to you was like, oh, why didn't he when he come back just go straight over top, you know, and I was like, pulling my yeah, hair yeah. out like trying to, but then I was like, and sometimes shut up it's like it's, it's quite a different view from the car though right? it's it's the same it's it's a it's like anybody who was it the delayed on, on yeah yeah it's not too bad actually it's not too bad so like okay. if you watch the like the life the italian feed it's actually like pretty good it's a few seconds but okay. it's not like massively delayed yeah i would but be listening break, to like robbie and blithy because they always had really good at like mm. As a DS, that's like your little, like, what do they reckon we should do? You know, yeah, they're always offering like pretty yeah. sound advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they are, they, they are, that is quite interesting to listen to them. Like, they, cause they will come up with ideas. Yeah. Well, those two in particular are very good. Like, Blythe often has yeah. like a great point. Mm. Um, mm. we, last time we all spoke, we were talking about like Biffos within the team cars with the DSs and, did you have any run-ins where they're going, put you guys on the front, fuck off? I, I had one with um, Bramati from Quickstep. He's like a legend. Oh, oh yeah. He's, such a, he's a legend, though, this guy. He's such he's a, a legend. legend. But he's like... Passionate. Like, he's such a passionate Italian, and he's a good sports mm. director, but like he's a, like a fiery, passionate Italian sports director. But like I fucking like love him. You know, I've got a soft spot for him. Like I don't know why. And, oh, he's always so nice to riders in the peloton too. You know, if you're getting yeah. hooped, he's always like the guy that gives you a coke and a, you know. But also, like, I love his. Pa- I do love his passion, you know. Mm. And like, um, but like I'm like so we, we had the stage in Napoli, the stage when Clarky got caught like 300 meters to go, and I was driving the first car that day, and it was the it was the it was the first time I'd really driven the first car at the Giro, and um, <clears throat> and I'm still very very green the etiquette and driving a car on the convoy and everything. I sort of understand what, what to do, but like, I'm not as quick as people because I've never done it before. So it was a really stressful part of the race where, and it was a hard, hard stage and all the riders were on the limit. And like, but it was a certain point of the race where it was like, 
it was like 5k where you could where all the riders wanted to come back and get bottles from the car but you only had 5k and then you had to be back at the front of the bunch because it was going to be as tricky to send or whatever it was so we got called up first but we got called up at the same time as like five or six other teams but we were the first in the line <laughs> so i was giving bottles to one of the guys i can't remember who it was now but I've, i'm not experienced at doing it I try my best, but I'm slow. Like, I'm well, I'm slower than the others, you know? And then I can just fucking hear Bramati like, <laughs> like, up my ass. I'm like, fucking hell, I'm trying to, like, do it, you know? Like, so then I give the bottles and then, like, I pull over to the right and then he comes past and Bramati's, like, yelling at me in Italian and I was just like, fuck off, Bramati, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then after the stage, he's like, walks past and he's just like, ciao. <laughs> He was the OG in-car video. Um, see, yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crying. I think it was when Trenton won, was it? Yeah. From a- yeah. 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 And yeah, he had a guest in the car. It's like some lady that was in there. And like, you could tell she was getting like, I'm happy we won, but now you're fucking scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> He's the like, man. Yeah. He's the man. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no, that was the only, only buff we had. But it was, it was like... It was some tough days, like for the for all team, all sports directors and all teams driving behind the peloton because of the weather. Like it's just hectic. Like, oh, it must have been tough. Like, like every it must have been second, so hard for you guys. Like, like the worst <laughs> thing was like when like I had to give a bottle and I like I try to put the window down as little as much as possible, wet. Just, just to squeeze the bottle at the top of the gap of the window. You know, like, yeah, take it, <laughs> take it. But no, it's stressful because you're always coming through the bunch because he's like. Jacket, gloves, jacket, gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, you still do, I think we talked about this on the show about a year ago, the hot teas, they still come out or they've been that doesn't work? No, it's sort of dying to death right? and, I'm, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. But did I, have I voiced this on the show that why yeah. does it need to be tea? Why can't yeah. it be hot mix? We had a big blowout about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, not blow up, like an agreement. We agreed with it passionately yeah. okay. about it. Yeah. If that, has there been any advancements like in, in jacket technology, like to keep you keep the riders warm or anything? Or are they still running the same <laughs> shit for the last ten same years? Shit. Nah, I reckon they've gotten colder better. because people were like, "No, I reckon it's like aerodynamics is more of a thing." Yeah, true. Like before, but, you could ride around with like a Gore-Tex Swan Dry on. Yeah, but the harsh so reality is, is that if you get a stage like just referring to the Giro again, but not specific to the Giro. If you get a stage where you're riding along, the breakaway's a long way in front, the peloton has no interest in catching the breakaway, so they're only riding so hard. And you're at 1,000, it was this one stage, the stage when Derek was second to Magnus. It was like they're at 1,000 metres on this like plateau. It was one or two degrees and raining. And then they had... At the top of that, they did a 35-kilometer descent, 35k descent. So mm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're fucking wearing in terms of yeah. cycling clothes. You can't be warm. Impossible. All this just gave me horrific flashbacks to the time I went to the Giro to ride GC a couple of years ago, for my life, and just ran into the exact same weather. And I was absolutely powerless. Like it, it wasn't like oh, I lost 10. percent Like and here, here's a here's a. Uh, little insight for you we were on training camps here in nevada and it was cold like really cold and one which is unheard of it's normally 40 degrees and that's why we go there to do heat adaption and there was one day we were 
riding, it was pissing with rain. And we had to do like, we're just doing base value. So you just do like 15 minutes at six watts a kilo, you do a, and you do a lactate test, which 15 minutes at six watts a kilo is really easy. Normally it's, it's like, it's not well, easy. I couldn't do it. <laughs> for, not now. for me, it's for, for when you're my weight, it's not that yeah. hard, you yeah. know, like we should do it at, it's below threshold. And then I got a little cold and started like, not, not even that cold. And then I couldn't even do six. Like, I lose 40, 50 watts mm-hmm. for 15 minutes because I can't, you, like, I can't even puff. Your heart rate can't go up. You can't suffer. You can't hurt yourself. And you're just pushing. You're like, you must do you know what you need, actually? Do you, know what, do you know what you need when it's cold like that is a tuxedo or whatever the fuck Jones is wearing? Tuxi. What's a tuxi? <laughs> Fucking like, tuxi, what, mate. Should do that in the cycling version. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I actually got one in the cycling version the other day from Core. Like, you know, the Core body temperature things. With it, they send this sweatsuit. So it's like, it's a onesie that you, that you put climb on. climb into. Yeah, you, yeah you, it's a zip, zip up, but it's a one-piece thing. And the idea is that you put it on and you go on. This is actually the most like unhygienic. It's, it's kind of like, this. have you seen these home saunas that you oh, buy and you yeah, lie in your bed? They're fucking gross. Terrible. Who likes them? The jockeys, like to make weight. And then there's a new doco on Conor McGregor. He uses it to cut weight for fights. No, but this is what I'm talking about. Is it's like Sweat a sleeping suits. bag? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a sleeping bag. I, I watched this Conor one. He's in like a little little tent dome thing. thing. Yeah, these ones are like a sleeping bag you climb into, and they try and make it look like pretty pretty clean on the ads by using like an attractive lady lying there like oh, yeah. you know on a in the coffin position and then they miss out the part where you have to pour out like two liters of your own sweat that you've been oh. sitting in uh, why yeah. do you do that eh? hey you mentioned um Mag- magnus court before i i struggle not struggle but it's weird for me when you see someone that you remember when they first came to Green Edge and how green he was. This young kid coming from a small island near Denmark, you know, he used to give him haircuts and he'd give me like a bottle of beer and then he was just known as that funny dude around Girona who would always wear denim shorts. To now he's like, he's a rock star, mate. Like I see yeah. ads pop up all the time with Gillette shaving cream and all these top-end ads where I'm thinking, well, Okay, he deserves it, but also I think there's an element of it's a great to be a good cyclist in a country like Denmark. Hmm. You know hmm. what I mean? Like there's this sort of if you were to pick your top country where you can be like the Scotty Pippen behind like Vinegar, that Denmark's got to be up there because you've got some yeah because they, they like it cash yeah they like it there's cash whereas I feel like if if New Zealand ever has a really good cyclist like really you know, like world beater. Mm. I don't feel like they would be, it would no, be like, you, you, would, you wouldn't be still, getting deals with Fonterra. What would be no. the best endorsement you get? Say if you, George, pinched stages at the Tour de France or did mm. got the results like Maggie got, what would be the best corporate deal you'd be able to snag in New Zealand? Manscaped. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> It looks like uh, Kleenex wipes for your gooch or something. I always had a um I always thought that a good brand association for me would be New Zealand eggs. 
and then it have the ta- the tagline "No eggs, no legs," and oh, then vegan, you know, the vegan get involved with the yeah, but you, you know you get some cycling legs on there close up Mate, on the erg. You get seen, involved with the tagline "No eggs, no legs." You've seen on this show, like when you put it out, then you go, oh, we couldn't get Springsteen tickets. What happened? Yeah, there's. Someone from the New Zealand egg industry is 100% <laughs> listening to this. Mate, there's a it. bulk shortage in New Zealand. They changed the rules 10 years ago. How's this? They changed the rules 10 <clears throat> years ago. They said in 2023, we're going to scrap. You won't be allowed to sell caged eggs. It has to be um, free range free or range. semi-free range, I think. It's, right. it's one, you know, there's, it's, it's not completely free range, but it's, it, you're not allowed battery hens or something. Anyway, everyone knows this for the last 10 years. And then suddenly this year, they're like, oh, fuck. We forgot about the rule. And there's just been a massive egg shortage. And then, of course, in New Zealand, every time there's a shortage of anything, all the hoarders come out. Oh, yeah. And so they start hoarding eggs. Freezing right. yeah. Speaking of no, no eggs, no legs, when we used to race in Belgium, there's a Belgian beer called Leffe. And it's like a, a blonde beer. And we used to, we used to call oh, it Leffe legs. legs. Yeah, so you have like one for each leg the night before a race, two beers, two leffers, and the next day you'd have leffer legs. That's great. Yeah. They were like 10%. That was the start of the end for you, wasn't it? Then I was like, oh, and then from there I only drank in in even numbers. Yeah, that is a weird thing. Did you know this, Jonesy? That he will only drink in even numbers. He he will never have one beer. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. he'll never have one beer or three beers. It'll be like, oh, I have to have two. And if he has three, he has to have four. That's good. There's a tipping point where I don't I like get that. to like 13 and go, oh, I've got to have 14, you know? <laughs> and then if he gets like, to 10, it has to go At that point, I lose tens. track. <laughs> so it's either 10 or 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem with having a bit of OCD, eh? Or a little bit of autism. You just start <laughs> clicking when things... Wee Dog was like that with the audio in his car. Like it had to be on level 17 or something and that was it. I had to be odd numbers. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wendog at the Giro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to give him a buzz. It was funny when, when that stage, when Clarky and, and DeMarkey got caught with 300 meters to go, it was like we were following, I was following behind Clarky and Wendog and Dave McPartland were following behind DeMarkey. And oh, we got pulled out actually because we were so close. But then, like, when we came across into the deviation after the finish, like because like Demarky stopped rolling with Clarky like a few hundred he meters ago. He flinched first, no. Demarky, Demarky, Demarky flinched first, first. Which like at the same time you you can you can understand why he would do it because oh he was probably going I would have I would have I wouldn't have ridden that far with him. I would have known that Clarky would have absolutely humped me in a sprint and stopped rolling twenty <laughs> k before that. And then there's like there's always the argument like oh just rolling seconds better than getting caught. But like at the same time, that's not how you think when you're trying to win a race. So anyway, also, the Marquis have got enough seconds, you know? Yeah. And so I understood what the Marquis was doing because anyone with half a brain would have done the same thing, knowing they're going to get beaten by Clarkie. So anyway, we crossed the finish line and like the Greenidge car or the Jayco car was parked, like stopped there with McPartland and Weendog in it. And I pulled up next to them and I just like went like, like that, like for those who are listening, just like, you know, I threw my hands in the air like that. And then drove off. And then like I could see their brains like tick over. And then the car fucking sped up next to me. Like as if they were like, what oh, the guy is giving a shit. Bills is like, fucking why aren't you fucking <laughs> right? You know? Uh, you so wind like, in your window and call them cowards. So they like came up to me real hot and Wendog's like, what? And I was like, 
fucking shit, eh? Like 300 meters short. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, good ride. Queen dog. That's when you right. should have said coward. Yeah. I'll tell you, that would be. You a should have very... put your little finger up and gone like this. Yeah. Cowards. That would be a very evenly matched pub fight. Weaning versus Bewley. No, I wouldn't go near him. Oh, I reckon be close. No. I reckon be close. If you if you were allowed to weigh in with like a kilo of shrapnel in your right hand, like Ken style. Yeah. Ken style. Like, like kickboxer where they dip it in the broken glass. Old school fight style. Bloody close. Jeez, this this Conor McGregor doco has got me... Um, it's a pretty full-on thing, eh? When you put two people in a cage and say, fight until one of you... And there doesn't appear to be a heap of rules, right? Obviously, obviously a couple, but... It's, yeah. Watching that, I've never really been into MMA, but like, do you think MMA fans, there might be a little bit going on there? Like, I watched that and I was like, oh, it's interesting, but I had a little bit of recoil, you know? I was a little bit like, oh, fuck, like... The fascinating thing re- about the whole UFC story, right, is the make or break of that organization in their very first year when um, Dana White, basically, they they were having these, like, because it's all, like, part of this model that clearly He's worked. the big bald guy, no? Dana big White. Yeah. And so in the initial yeah. days, like, it was ticking along, but they run out of cash. And the was guy this Rage who, in the Cage or what was it? What was it? What the Ultimate Fighter. Um, they, well, they had, the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. So, so what happened is they they basically needed five mil just to keep them afloat. The guy investing goes, "No, nah, mate, I'm out. I'm I'm pulling out. I don't want to do it anymore." He goes, "All right, well, fuck, that's it. It's over." Then at the last throw up the stumps, he goes, "Right, we need ten mil, and that'll be it. That'll be the last money we ask from you." He goes, "All right, well, here's ten mil. What are you going to do with it?" All right, we'll do a TV show. So they did the ultimate. Come up with the Ultimate Fighter. Pitched it to everyone, and everyone was like, "Nah, we're not running that shit. Forget it." One network said, "Yes, we'll do it." Like the blokes' channel or whatever it was, but we got no money, so we can't pay you for it. And they go, "All right, how about we run it? We'll give it to you." They, long story short, they get to the final fight, and the ratings would touch and go. the The first fight lasts five minutes. They're like, "Fuck, we got two hours to fill. What are, what are we gonna do? We're gonna stretch this shit." They stretched it out, and the final fight turned out to be one of the most epic fights of all time. They ended up giving both really? the both the guys contracts, and that saved the UFC. And then they bought oh. up in Japan. There was like the underground mobs were getting involved with their version of it, and they the yakuza to pull, the yakuza. They wanted to pull the pin. UFC bought all their stuff for content, and all their stuff just feeds a content stream to go in a pay per view. And so they were Jeez. when when they'd have fight nights with boxing, they'd put free UFC nights on to combat it, and then that'd just feed this machine. But now UFC is it's it's obviously massive. Massive. Is, is, massive. is it bigger than boxing or no? Yeah, I'll be yeah, I reckon. But do you know what I mean about people who are just a little bit too into it? You know, they're watching it and they've got like a little oh, smile yeah. on their face, and someone's yeah, just getting yeah. shit out of them, and they're just like, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I always is a little bit. How are you going for me? I like well, boxing, but I don't watch UFC. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. do it really for me. What are you doing next, George? Swiss? Swiss. Uh, no, another one before it. Um, Canton oh, or Gippigan, or it's got about six different names this race. I'm going Can- to. Canton? That's like, that's like Chinese sauce that you use here. Canton. Yeah, Canton sauce. Yeah. Mm. That's um, a good race. Actually, Argao, Canton, Argao, GP, Gippigan. 
and then Swiss. And then we'll see. And then maybe the tour. Maybe not the tour. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. The sport well, guy going to the tour. Yeah, he's, he's good. I was, I'll tell you what, that was a treat for me. Came to camp, I didn't know what was going to show up. He's good. Good? Was he there? Yeah, just for the last oh. five days of me. Oh, okay. Did you talk yeah. to him about coming on the show soon? What's the latest? He's still keen? Oh, he can't. He's got a sore wrist. <laughs> Fuck off. You you promised the <laughs> listeners, mate. You're not letting us down. We don't care. We can yeah. talk to Pog whenever we want. Like, you know, we'll get his number. No worries. You should have done the camp. Down. You should have. the camp two up. Yeah, oh, Sam's at the Giro. Fucking bullshit. Here we go. Yeah. Listen to All it. Right. Next show, can we do like a Tour de France preview with the Pog? That will get. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you who's not going to be at the Tour de France. Stephen Kreuzberg. Hold yeah. off the press. Yeah. Why is that? Broken Crash. pelvis, broken Crash pelvis. Crash broken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know is this happened? Few, this yeah. happened in 2020. He was in our tour team and he had a fucking bad crash, really bad crash in the Dauphiné. And he tried to, and he, He'd done the whole build up with us, like all of um, training camp, tour de l'Anne. Like we'd been in camps together for like three months. It was just insane. The build up, the last one crashed out, and I'm pretty sure Jumbo done the same thing. Two training camps already. Go to Dauphiné, second stage, boom for. Mm. And it was just a shit crash. Apparently, apparently it was just like a nothing. I didn't really. But there was a few casualties from the first stage of Dauphiné, like Ethan Hader as well broke his collarbone. Two was probably in doubt. Shit. Is that Collarbone? Yeah. Crass. Steph Crass was out from yeah. Total, I saw. Um, What's worse? Does that mean Hayden is out of the tour? Or crashing out of a preparation race? I don't know. Collarbone. Preparation how, race. How far is the tour away? Three weeks. I mean, Hamilton. Probably you know how he gave the sp- sp- spiel about how like cycling's harder now? I'll take that back when Hamilton rode the Tour de France with a broken collarbone. So, yeah, but, but it, it can't have been that broken. Yeah, but the I don't know. Three weeks. I, I mean, in, in in practice, you probably could do it if you had the surgery done. Chuck a plate on the bad boy. Mm. I'm sure not a single doctor in the world would agree with that. Sign off on it. But ten yeah. days, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Right. Oh, that'd be disappointing though if Hater's not there. That'd be shit us. But yeah. anyway, all right, boys, lock, I'm out. So lock, so lock in a preview next step with the Pog, so we can start marketing that on socials. Oh, yeah. The next episode, the next episode is um, it'll be po- like the day after Swiss, so it's actually a real good time to. No, why don't we get a panel like Jonas Pog? Yeah, just get like a little panel yeah. going on here. Just deliver, yeah. just deliver a big name of your contacts. Two and a half years, and the best contact you've delivered. Who would that be, Bills? James Knox. James Knox. <laughs> that's all. That's all he's delivered. <laughs> or Novi. Noxy, come on. Noxy or Novi. <laughs> like great blokes, but we need some star power, mate. We need the pog. You've been promising My it. Fallen. My stocks are falling in a big way. Nah, Look, bullshit. If, if you get to the first rest day of the tour and Pog's a minute 15 down on Vingegaard feeling the pressures of the race just get him on and we'll talk about it exactly Bewley can give him a motivational speech we've got we've got a few well, gotta... fucking strings in the bow mate 
I've got enough hurdles trying to get to the tour at the moment. I don't think that'll... Uh... It's not looking good. Sure, you, you actually, before you worry about getting Pog on, you just focus on turning up yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We don't want to add to your stress, mate. You just sort your own shit and life out and get that cherry right. And then if you are going to the tour, then you'll be in a better headspace and we'll get the Pog on. All right? Yeah. Sound like a plan? All right. Okay, boys. Uh, I got to go. Speaking of doing good, I got to go for a bike ride. Good right. on you, mate. Good to see you, George. Good to see you guys. It's been a while. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Enjoy. Thanks Enjoy. for listening. Cheers.